Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. Hope you're all set for a good weekend wherever you are. A weekend without football, unfortunately, as we await the arrival of the Super Bowl next weekend. But uh, the Packers, obviously, have a lot of work to do with their roster and their new defensive coordinator. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot this week since the news broke of his hiring. And I'm sure someone will ask about it. Yes, there were reports earlier this afternoon, um, Aaron Wilson reporting that the Packers actually offered Zach Orr the position uh, prior to his deciding to stick around Baltimore and become their defensive coordinator. Uh, but Jeff Halfley will take over in Green Bay. And I'm fascinated to see what direction this takes, because obviously when Lafleur was hired, he was basically handed Mike Pettin. Clearly, it was strongly suggested that he keep him on board. Um, so there was a defensive philosophy already in place, right? With the hiring of um, the last defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, uh, it feels like there was a way of working already set from the system he was coming out of uh, with Staley and the Rams and a style of defense that they prescribed to, and they wanted to kind of import that into Green Bay. But it's interesting now with Halfley and looking at his history and what he's been exposed to and all the different ways that he has worked, whether that's in the NFL, whether that's in college, uh, the different types of coaching he's been able to do, whether that is as a head coach or a coordinator or a position coach. He's got a lot of disparate background to draw from. And I'm fascinated to see what is the vision from Lafleur because this feels like essentially a chance for Lafleur to really implement his style of defense as opposed to, okay, I want you to run something akin to what you were running in LA, which is kind of what he did with Joe Barry. It feels like they can create whatever they want, whether that is taking a page out of what Sala was running with the 49ers, um, possibly some of the other stuff that Halfley has been exposed to in the NFL, his time with Mike Pettin and a few other people um, along with, you know, some of the, secondary coverage schemes, play style that Halfley has been exposed to in college and or the pros feels like a really opportune time to mix all of that up and come up with something pretty damn unique. Now, is that going to be the case? I have no idea, obviously, but I am excited to see where the emphasis is because we've gone through two coordinators now on the defensive side of the ball where we've heard Matt talk with some regularity about what he wants to see with the play style he wants, the 11 hats to the ball, all flying around to the ball and things of that nature, it is so rarely seemingly manifested itself on the field, though. And I'm hoping with the ability here to kind of gin up whatever you want as far as scheme goes, hopefully the emphasis is on play style more than scheme. Hopefully it is under making all these guys understand that they are working as one to rally to the football, get the guy on the ground, and generally play to the echo of the whistle. You know, play with a little bit more attitude, aggressiveness, whatever you want to call it. Something that's been kind of talked about a lot around the Packers over the course of the last decade plus, but so rarely seemingly kind of manifested itself on the field. So here's hoping Matt LaFleur takes this opportunity to really reset on defense in an uh, in a way that's not just schematic, but attitude and play style. Because I think that's more than anything probably going to 
chart the course for this defense turning around and becoming something that you don't, you know, something you can lean your hat on rather than something you kind of grit your teeth and hope it works out, which again has pretty much been the case in Green Bay for far too long. Hello to everybody in the comment section. Hope you're all doing well. So good to see everybody. We got Craig starting this right off with a super chat. How are you, man? I love the Packer blogosphere. The number of people already trashing Halfley is ridiculous. Give the man a chance. Nags, you watching the Pro Bowl festivities? Hell no. As I said last night, I would rather watch these guys compete at Tecmo Bowl than this, I don't know, state fair festivities thing they got going on down there. Yeah, no, I won't be watching. I mean, shout out to all those guys. I'm sure they're having fun. I won't be tuning in, but I haven't tuned in to anything regarding the Pro Bowl in over a decade, and it still does killer numbers each and every year. So it's not like my not watching it is going to make it go away or anything. It's just something I'm not interested in. And as far as the blogosphere and trashing the new defensive coordinator, you knew that was going to happen, right? I mean, I think that's going to happen until they get off the field on third down with regularity, when they get the quarterback on the ground with regularity, whether they don't give up instant first downs after getting them behind the sticks on first down with regularity. You know, that's just kind of how Packers fans have been conditioned at this point. Yes, it's exciting. It's a new voice. It's somebody that hopefully can steer them in another direction, a positive one. But man, how many guys have we had come into Green Bay, Wisconsin? And, you know, the hope is always there and that it so rarely materializes. So, and I get it. The other part of it, of course, is all the names that were bandied about and people glom on to certain names and histories and schemes and think that's the guy. And then when it isn't the guy, you know, they feel beset, put upon, as it were. And they feel like a huge mistake has been made when in actuality, they have no idea how this is going to turn out. And they also have, very little clue about what went into the search in the first place. So let them thrash about it. If that's how they enjoy their time online, that's who they are. That's fine. It doesn't hurt me any. doesn't hurt you. It is kind of funny, and it is fun to laugh at them. Joe, what's up, man? I know coaches can't pressure players to go to OTAs, but with the new defensive scheme being implemented, it would help to have everybody. Thoughts? I mean, that's a, a very old-school way of thinking. But uh, this is the year 2024, and I do not doubt for a moment they will make that very suggestion. But it's not like you're going to be telling some multimillionaires, okay, this stuff is voluntary, but we'd really like you to be there. I suspect a lot of guys will still be MIA, and that's their right. That's the collective bargaining agreement, you know? Um, I do think there will be a concerted effort, though, to get those guys into the offseason program as much as possible. No doubt about that. Oh, Dustin, thanks for the super chat. RIP Chubbs and Apollo Creed. No question about it, man. Carl, we'll miss you. RIP, absolute legend of a performer. Um, I don't think there's a greater moment in cinema than his entering as Apollo Creed in Rocky IV to James Brown's Living in America as he's about to fight Avon Drago. That's, uh, that's some good, good movie making right there. Let's see what else we got here, folks. M's here. What's up, M? How are you? Bo Jackson was the biggest cheat code. Wisco, you are 100% correct when talking about Tech Mobile. There is zero doubt. If you had Bo Jackson, it was almost unfair. No question. Jason, what's up, man? Is Ross Uglum Cheesehead TV's Mel Kuyper? If so, will he be at our draft party show? Uh, he is not our Mel Kuyper. He is uh, with Packer Report, which I highly encourage everyone to check out. Um, I also think he's doing a 
draft series with uh, Andy Herman over on his YouTube channel. But uh, if you missed it earlier this afternoon, I put up a chat I had with Ben Fennell. Ben and I will be doing some draft talks each and every week here on the channel. So be sure to check those out. And I think there's a good chance that Ben may join us at some point over draft weekend. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Socks are foot jail. What a handle. This was the first season that I can remember watching with absolutely zero expectations. And I have to say it was the most enjoyable experience. Go Pack Go. Yeah, there's no doubt that when you don't have those kind of preset expectations of or, you know, uh, the weight of, well, they they're definitely going to the playoffs and, you know, they're certainly making some kind of run when they get there at the start of the season does free you up. There's no doubt about it. And I think I remember Favre talking about this towards the end of his Packers career, where he talked about how much harder it was as the years went on. You know, you would win those 10, 13 games every season. And then you got down to December and yeah, it's a grind, but you're also feeling the crush of expectation and knowing that it's such a fine line between winning and going home in the playoffs. And, you know, the wins become less enjoyable and the losses become more soul crushing. And I think that's kind of what happened at the end of Aaron's tenure, right? I mean, every year we knew decent chance we're going to get to the playoffs, decent chance we're going to win the division and have some home games. And each year it became more and more stressful. You know, there's another chance by the wayside. And it does become you know, really difficult to get excited and or enjoy the wins when you know, okay, well, we're just setting ourselves up for this end of the season heartbreak. Now, that's not to say we didn't have that this year because we certainly did. But as you point out, we didn't come into the start of the season with anything close to those kind of expectations. So I feel you, man. Uh, it was a most enjoyable experience, much more enjoyable the second half of the season than the first half. I'll tell you that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No doubt about it. Uh, Justin, thanks for the super sticker, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Janice, thanks for the super chat. Super excited about Jeff after watching UT interview on Next Up. Love his attitude and experience with other DCs. Seems like coaching up and experience with secondary will hopefully make us better. Yeah, I absolutely think he is uh, just what the doctor ordered when it comes to the Packers secondary. He has had nothing but success pretty much at every stop. When it comes to working with both corners and safeties and having them work together with coverage concepts, sure feels like they're going to have a bit of a hands-on experience with their defensive coordinator, one that is much needed for a group that I don't have to tell you guys, we have often seen, whether it's been Joe Barry, whether it's been Mike Pettin, you know, we've seen the, I thought you had him, I thought you had him kind of stuff after big plays. Um, 
I'm with you. I like his the vastness of his experience, the way he's been exposed to a lot of different schemes, a lot of different techniques, and a lot of different coaching styles. I think that will all serve him well. Um, John Simitovich, thanks for being a Care of the G Club member. Appreciate you, man. Nags, I'm in Cabo right now. Oh, oh, okay then. So my vision isn't 2020. How do you think the offensive and defensive vision might change next season? Go Pack Go. Well, I think we'll see an expansion on the offensive side. What's fun is that they've only really begun to scratch the surface of what they can do on offense. Um, I think you'll see a lot more two tight end sets, not necessarily to feed the tight ends, but to play with defensive coordinators and their expectations as far as coverage and personnel on defense. Man, that's the great unknown. That's the great mystery. And that's what I'm excited to see transpire here. I mean, I know people keep pointing to the different stops that Halfley's had throughout his tenure, both in the pros and in college, but I don't find an overriding sense of, okay, he's going to, this is his spine, right? This is what he believes as far as schematics go. Now, we've certainly gotten lots of quotes about how he feels about the differences between the NFL and the college game, the physicality of playing defense, what he wants from his corners when it comes to physicality and things of that nature. But as far as like a set belief of scheme, I just haven't seen it yet. And I, again, I'm excited by that. I think that's something that you can work with and mold if you're Matt LaFleur to get exactly what you want, the vision you want on defense. I mean, they got some, they got some work to do, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> can you confirm that Luke Tenuta is an actual human person? Yes, I can. I saw him at training camp. Uh, yes, he wasn't up at all this year. I know he was on the injured list for much of it. But yes, he's an actual human person. M, how are you, man? Totally confident on Matt LaFleur, Goot, trust the process. You're one of the few, man. One of the few. But of course, you're a diehard GSAT TV Patreon member. So of course, of course, you're one of the few good ones. Christopher, what's going on, man? Techno Bowl World Championship is in Green Bay in April. Let's go. Let's go. I'm taking everyone down. I'm kidding. I think Brian Caribou used to be involved with that. Uh, that's the first time I remember finding out that they had an annual Techno Bowl like, event in Wisconsin was through Brian. Rai Rai, what's going on, man? Would Prime Holmgren and Rogers have had success? Oh, God, that's a good question. That is an excellent question. I think so. I mean, clearly Aaron was a very different type of quarterback than Brett was, but I think Holmgren's, you know, history with both Montana and Steve Young would serve him well when dealing with Aaron Rodgers as far as his physical abilities, his athleticism, and his grasp of the playbook and what they're asking him to do, etc. Yeah, I think that would have been a lot of fun. I think that would have been dangerous for the rest of the league. No question about that. Porkmaster, thanks for the super chat. Can we say three down linemen, or is Matt going to make fun of us again? That's a good question. I'll text him. I'll text him tonight and see what he says. The two down linemen. I gotta now. I gotta watch myself whenever I say this shit. Like, I mean, two down linemen. Although, what did uh, you know? What did uh, Gudikun say yesterday when he was talking about how the whole league is a you know four two five? Okay, so we got four down linemen now. All right. Is that us? Come on now. Menace, what's going on? Pack fans have bemoaned all these defense-heavy drafts for years, and this may be the one year the majority of the fan base will be okay with it and watch they go offensive tackle, guard, running back, wide receiver, and four of their first five picks. Sigh. 
I don't think it'll be heavy on either side of the ball. I think they'll continue to let the draft fall to them. Uh, now, with the number of picks they have, especially the premium picks, maybe they're a little bit more assertive and move up the board a little bit to get guys they like. But I suspect they'll they'll spread it out. Would be my guess right now. But we'll see. You might you might absolutely be right. Ed, what's going on, man? I imagine that after our third Super Bowl victory in a row with Love and Company, that expectations will rise. I mean, possibly. You, you never really know how that thing shakes out. But yeah, that's a good possibility. Um, Justin, do I, is Green Bay going to pick up another tight end in the draft? I tend to doubt it um, from the draft, the preliminary draft work that I've kind of researched. It feels like this is a pretty shallow class when it comes to the tight end position. Perhaps why Gutekunst got out ahead of it and took two last year. But again, as I always say, it really depends on the value. If he gets to a certain round and, you know, there's a what they consider a pretty damn good value on the board that falls to them, yeah, maybe they take one. But, uh, I mean, maybe day three. That would be the most likely, I think. Because don't forget, you're most likely losing Josiah DeGuara. You probably need another one of those move guys to come in. So we'll see how they do that. Craig, thanks again, man. I do not follow college ball at all, so I will depend on your coverage to help me watch the draft more intelligently. When do you expect Cheesehead TV to release this year's draft report? The Fennel interview was great. Oh, thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for checking it out. Um, I believe the draft guide will be out again like the first couple days of April. Um, you know, the draft itself is late April, so that should give you a month to digest all the information. Uh, Al and I and Corey had a big meeting about Cheesehead TV content in general, but you know, part of that was the draft guide uh, earlier this week, and uh, the wheels are in motion. So, yeah, that will hopefully be out, I believe, April 2nd. Don't quote me on that, but that, I believe, is the target. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, I'll be chatting with Ben each and every week leading up to the draft, and we'll have some other draft coverage, so stick around. Adam, how are you, man? Had three pick sixes in Madden last night against the Lions. Looks like Halfley is already a success. Well, Adam, I'm glad you imported the playbook. That doesn't exist yet, but that's good. That's good. I love it. We got people people talking up Sims and, and Davis. I don't count on any of those guys, but I hear you. Yes. But I think you got to raise your floor a little bit there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the likelihood of starting two rookies at safety next year, third graphics. I think it's somewhat possible. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say it's likely. I think there's a decent chance they find something in free agency. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go sign Antoine Winfield Jr. But given the lack of depth at the safety position in this draft class, I suspect they'll probably sign someone in free agency, although that could even include. Darnell Savage being allowed to hit free agency and then coming back. That's a possibility, right? Um, but yeah, two rookies, probably unlikely, but not impossible. Mike, what's up, man? My draft crush this year is Chris Jenkins, Cullen's nephew. Dude is a monster. You hear the rumors of Matt LaFleur offering or the first job. You're the best. Thanks, Mike. Um, well, first of all, Aaron Wilson is a legit reporter. That is not a rumor. That happened um, as far as his offering the gig to Zach Orr, but I completely understand why Orr wanted to stay put in Baltimore. Uh, that said, yes, Chris Jenkins, uh, everyone I talk to in the draft community absolutely loves him. I haven't watched his tape yet, but 
I actually talked about him pretty extensively with Ross Uglum on our mock draft Monday last week. So you might want to check that out uh, if you haven't yet. But yes, I'm down with it. I'd love to get the Jenkins blood back in uh, the green and gold. Gary, what's going on, man? Looking forward to the Cheesehead TV draft guide. It's what the Sears Christmas catalog was to me when I was eight. Even if Santa Goody doesn't bring me what I asked for, he'll get us what we need. That's an apt comparison. Man, remember that? Before the internet, when you had like the JC Penny catalog and you just laid it out there on the table or maybe even on the floor and you just like kind of leafed through it. I would always, of course, go directly to the toy section and look at all the Star Wars toys. Their mileage may vary, but man, it was a different time. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? Pour one out for Corbin Burns, Nags. You know what's so funny? I saw so many Brewers fans kind of lamenting the move or being so upset about it. I mean, I obviously would have loved for him to stick around, but I don't think anybody should have expected him to. That die was cast last year. Like, I saw the tweet and I got sad, but it's nothing I didn't expect. I mean, it'll be a... I will say, I always say, I kind of always joke, you know, during this time when moves are being made and we're close to, you know, uh, pitchers and catchers and whatever reporting. And I always kind of joke, oh, it's going to be a long summer in Milwaukee. But then, you know, the Brewers always tend to make some moves and shake things up and get going. And then all of a sudden I'm back into it. So, Matt Arnold, I'm in, man. I trust in you. I believe in you. Mostly because I don't know any better and it's baseball and it goes forever and you play a billion games. So. I'm just going to chill for the summer. It's fine. Um, Donald Driver birthday appreciation post. He will forever carry the G. Is it Donald Driver's birthday? Happy birthday to Donald Driver. Talk about carrying the G. He absolutely did and does. No question about it. That man is a legend. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh.